Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Lockdown Red Wings. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. I'm your host, Brian Fisher, 97 won the ticket producer. With me, as always, is the other host of the Lockdown Red Wings and host of the Lockdown Tigers, Scotty Bentley. How you doing today, Scotty? Fantastic, man. I'm on I'm on a little bit of a heater here. I literally just finished Lockdown Tigers for tomorrow before uh before we hopped on here. So I'm 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 in the groove already. No, no, no warm-up necessary. I'm well, already in it. And you're knocking this out with me, and then tonight you got World Series game number one between the Braves I and know. the Astros. Have I asked you yet on the podcast, Scotty, who you think's gonna win? Uh the Houston Astros. That's who you got. I can't necessarily that say is, I disagree with that's you. That's who I got. I'll be rooting for the Braves, but but the 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 knowledgeable baseball person that I am knows that the Astros are are uh, that that is we don't have to spend too much time on baseball, but that is that is one of the best lineups in the history of the game of baseball, which is a hundred and whatever year history. That's that's an unbelievable uh, lineup and. Uh, yeah, I, I'll, I'll my my money would be on the Astros, even though I'll be rooting for the Braves for sure. And we're both probably praying that the uh, Tigers can pluck a couple of those players off that roster in this yeah, season. Yeah, two specifically, two yeah. two big ones there specifically. One one former Tiger, and then uh, yeah, a certain shortstop, definitely yeah, uh, definitely on the radar. But uh, yeah, so it's actually a Red Wings game day. Today is October 27th, 2021, uh, when this episode will come out. That's Wednesday. They play the Capitals in Washington tonight. And uh, we got a full show for you today. The first segment we're going to talk about, we're going to just, we're going to briefly talk about the the stuff that came out about the Blackhawks. Um, it's just kind of too big of a story to ignore, even though we are locked on Red Wings. You got yep. to touch on it. Um, Gustav Lindstrom. Day to day, we're going to talk about the implications of that and, you know, how that uh, affects the conversation we had on Tuesday regarding Philip Peronic being out back to back games. Um, the Red Wings first line is absolutely rolling here, and it's the third best t- uh, first line in hockey through the first six games of the season in uh, in terms of production. And then Anthony Mantha, he's uh, he's on the Washington Capitals uh, news breaking there, right? Uh <laughs> And that's all that's all jam packed in the, the first segment. Second segment, we're gonna do some dream defensive pairings. And then the third segment, we're we're gonna preview the game. So it's it's gonna be jam packed. It's gonna be a lot of fun, like always, Scotty. And uh Beauty. let's if you're ready, man, let's just dive right into this. Yeah, yeah. No, I I uh we don't have to spend too much time on the on the Blackhawks thing, but I think it's obviously incredibly important to talk about as well we cover a team in the nhl and this is a even on a on a bigger scale more than an nhl story this is a a, a national story at this point uh it's horrible the 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 whole situation is absolutely horrible um the the fact that the coyotes got punished more for having workouts that weren't uh, approved by the NHL than the Blackhawks did for this 
uh, terrible scenario is asinine and embarrassing for the sport. Um, it's it's definitely a lot of people have been talking a lot in the last couple of years about changing hockey culture. This is another um, example of a, a change that that needs to be put in place with with hockey culture. Um, it's 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 horrible. It's all horrible. And I I hope that the bravery of the the victims can at least spark some sort of change more so than than what they got punished because that is obviously uh, i'm pretty confident in saying no matter what the nhl or the blackhawks do to those people will not be good enough um and yeah it, it's a uh, it's a very very uh seems like a very step back kind of a day in the the direction of of just hockey culture and and the nhl in general and the handling of everything and yeah, like like I said, uh, we're we're not going to spend the whole episode on it or anything because uh, we we do have some some fun stuff to talk about, but definitely can't can't ignore it either. Um, and and yeah, uh, the the biggest thing is just making uh, you know hearts going out to the 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 victims and anybody who who's been through anything like that that has to to read about it now and and everything. The whole situation is is just horrible and and. Uh, Jack Bushman at Locked On Blackhawks has done a fantastic job covering a, a not fantastic situation over there. So um, if if you want more of a he's been doing it all off season because all this stuff has been coming out for months now. And, and today today was kind of just the, the tipping point for everything. So um, him and, and Locked On NHL and and all that will will definitely be giving more the the shedding more light on it that the situation absolutely deserves. Yeah, to be honest, Scotty, I, I think you really said it all there. I, I think there's not much I can really add to the situation besides just like the facts of uh, the GM Stan Bowman is now stepping down uh, with this investigation becoming fully public. Uh, it's it's not just maintained anymore to the Chicago Blackhawks as a lot of the front office people who are involved in that 2010 scandal have moved on. Joel Quinville is now the coach of the Florida Panthers. It looks like it, it appears he may have lied because he said he didn't have knowledge, but now this investigation reveals that he was in the meeting about the, this uh, sexual assault allegation that came out 10 years ago. Same with the now Winnipeg Jets general manager, Kevin shovel day off I, that's my best guess at pronouncing that last name i've honestly never been able to pronounce it. i think you're pretty close i think you're pretty close so it's just it's unfortunately a, a, a league-wide problem at this point and it, again like you said scotty it's horrible um locked on blackhawks has been covering it uh extensively jack bush yeah. jack, jack Bushman does a really good job over there in a very not good situation he's yeah. he's really done a great job so that is definitely the the source that we will we will kind of plug for uh, for for more insight again that that the situation deserves more insight and he is just much more suited to to provide that insight than we are. He's a lot closer to the situation, so he knows he knows better what is going on. Um, mm -hmm. But on that note, um, we're gonna talk. We're gonna transition back to the Red Wings now. Kind of hard, kind of hard to transition yes. back. Into yeah, that. tough transition, but yeah. but yeah, we, we do have some fun stuff to talk about though. For real, there, there's definitely uh, no shortage of of news in in Red Wings town, and and it's a lot more a uh, lot more lighter and fun to talk about. So yeah, definitely, de definitely uh, still a fun show. Yeah. So the news came out today. Jeff Blaschel said in a, in a media session that Gustav Lindstrom will more than likely not play tomorrow. 
uh, or tonight rather against the Washington Capitals in Washington because of an undisclosed injury. And they're not really sure his timetable to come back. It looks like it's just be a day-to-day thing. But like you said on Tuesday, Scotty, they said that Burt was going to be day-to-day for the entire season before he got a surgery. Not saying this is that severe, but you never really know when the teams say day-to-day what it's actually going to mean. So Gustav Lindstrom is out of the lineup. And I think that is a little bit of a blow to this defensive core because he has played surprisingly well this season so far. He's got two assists in six games. And his, his course, he's 47%. Normally you want it to be 50% or above. But on a team like this, playing you know, uh, top pair, not top pair, but uh, middle pair minutes. He's done a really good job, I think. And so it's, it's, it is a bit of a blow to see him playing so well and then not be in the lineup due to an injury. For sure. Yeah. And, and like, like the Corsi, I, that's a, that's a fascinating stat that I, I've come very fond of, but the, for, for him to be at that position with being kind of the, the, like, seventh defenseman that's just kind of like paired in he's like the, i view him as like the like the utility man he like whatever whatever defenseman gets scratched or needs a break or get hurt like he's the he's replacing them and so he's gonna i i think for the situation that he's in that that he he's he's looked okay he's looked all right this year and it's definitely uh it's definitely something to keep an eye on for and yeah man this this organization is just airtight with all that stuff yeah, with injuries and 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 roster moves and stuff, they are just so airtight with with everything. And um, and yeah, he he could be day to day for a month. He could be day to day for a day, and and neither would really surprise me too terribly much. So it'll be definitely be something to keep an eye on. And I I think the natural transition is then what does that mean for Heronic? Because he's been as we talked about the the healthy scratch. The uh, the last two games in a row went from leading the team in ice minutes to a healthy scratch, and now with with this in- injury to Lindstrom, how does that? I mean, if if he gets healthy again, that's like that's a big story. That that turns into like a oh, like this could be a lot of different things. To this is a no, like this is a this is a big apparent like something is is weird within this organization right now. If he gets healthy again after Lindstrom is, is now not going to play. Yeah. And I, I had, uh, I texted you about this too, where, so like you said, it's very telling it, whether or not he plays in this game tonight against the Washington capitals, because of the fact that um, with Lindstrom hurt, now there's only really two defensemen that can fill that role. And it's Phil Pronick and Osterlake. Now, Jeff Blaschel did, you know, give a little bit more detail and does seem like it's performance based, like we kind of assumed it was on Tuesday's episode with Philip Ronick, where he played, didn't play for back to back games. Um, Blaschel said something along the lines of certain players just aren't playing up to the, what they could be. And so if that continues into a Wednesday's game and it's three straight games and Osterley gets the start because he's chomping at the bit to get his first his NHL, there's a Red Wings debut out of the way, then you're looking at a situation where. It's not just he's playing poorly, but maybe he's not giving the effort on the ice. Maybe it's an attitude problem. And that's a really bad look because this team does need Philip Ronick. They, you know, they've been grooming him for years to be that power play quarterback. He's got a wicked slap shot and he's a good defender. And for him to not be on the ice due to a motivational issue, if that's what the case is, um, that that will be really telling if today he's not on the ice again. And instead it's Osterle when Lindstrom gets hurt. Yeah, big like like you said. I mean, like we've both alluded to, that is that is 
easily the biggest storyline going into this game, I think, is is Heronic status. Because if he is still healthy with no Lindstrom, that is, uh, I would say, borderline alarming. That is like there is a there is uh, if he's healthy, that that implies a big conflict between player and coaching staff in front office if uh, if he's healthy again with a man down absolutely and then you're looking at a situation and goes okay what's the next step if this is the case is it another just a situation where you got to try to find a way to put a fire under his ass get him heated back up again and get him back in there or is it an anthony Manthe, anthony mantha situation which who we're actually about to touch on um because this you know we're hoping not to get a revenge tour game where it's a situation where he's just not playing up to his contract and you move him because it's just he's more of a detriment on that salary than a uh, a boon rather for sure no it 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 it, the the future instantly will get called into question as it as it probably should instantly will be called into question because of that and and i think yeah man i i mean i it's a it's a it's like a like an underlying i don't even want to say underlying but it's a it's a lesser story right now. Like he did play really poorly at the beginning of the season. Like, like maybe it's just that. And if, if I, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but if, if he's not out there tonight, that storyline blows up and it becomes a, a very, very uh, big thing to look for going forward. And yeah, like you said, that there's a lot of different avenues that then uh, appear. When that happens, there's a there's a potential trade. There's a I, I don't know, man. It's 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 a lot. There's there's a lot of different things that could end up coming out of this, and and we could in whatever a couple hours from whenever you're listening to this, he he could be in the lineup and get 24 minutes, and it could be okay. Like he just needed to sit a little bit because he was he was uh, he was playing like crap at the beginning of the year, and he, he's back now and whatever, and and it could be nothing, but. It also could be something. Well, and that's exactly what I was about to bring up too. It's like all of what we're saying could just go out the window if he's just back in the lineup tonight yeah. when he, when he, they face off against the Capitals. Um, so this is just pure well, speculation. It it's just it's just the the implication of if he's not is far greater right. than if he does slide back in. Now, what I mean, could be interesting is him getting like like what if he's back in the lineup but he gets 19 minutes. That'll be interesting. Now, I I could actually see that though because I think Blashill is trying to put more. I mean, we saw it last game. Moritz Sider had led the team in ice minutes from defense. Right. I mean, he didn't look uncomfortable in that position. He looked good against, I mean, granted, the Chicago Blackhawks are very bad right now. Yeah. But he looked comfortable in that top role, even with, you know, who his defensive partner is. He who should not be named. Uh, (laughs) We'll get into that in the next one. Yeah. Um. I wouldn't I hate putting him on the second defensive pairing. I think honestly that's more his ceiling anyways. Given oh, his, yeah. his talent. Oh yeah. competitive level. team for sure. Yeah, I think he'll be better suited with less minutes. Still impactful minutes, but less minutes. He doesn't he's not a top-line defenseman in my eyes to begin with. Yeah, no, I I don't think I don't think his his uh his ceiling is is top-line D-man for a uh for like a deep-threaded playoff team but um but yeah no it, it it's uh it's definitely something to keep an eye on for for uh for for when they drop the lines tonight which again knowing this coaching staff will be less than an hour before puck drop yeah. so uh so we're going to take a break and when we come back we're going to talk about Anthony Mantha and his uh first game against the Detroit Red Wings since being traded uh Dylan Larkin had some things to say and we're going to talk about that 
explosive first line yet again because we love to do that. Let me break down some defensive pairings. That's going to come up next, but first we got to talk to you guys about Built Bar. All right, it's time to talk to you guys about Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has many delicious flavors? There is a flavor, and I I promise you this. There is a flavor for everyone. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they are passionate about their favorites. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, to be honest, you're missing out. There's coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, many, many more. And if I'm being honest, it's got to be salted caramel. That's got to be my favorite. It's that combination of sweet, savory, and healthy that really just makes me want a Built Bar. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they are healthy too. Check out these macros. There's 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, and all healthy. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Penalty over, out of the box, and wide open. In the clear, we're on in, he scores! What a way to join the Red Wings, serving at too many men on the ice. He puts the Red Wings in front, 2-1, to with his first in the wing wheel. All right, second segment here, the Lockdown Red Wings podcast, and we're going to continue right where we left off, talking about the uh, Detroit Red Wings-Washington Capitals matchup here uh anthony mantha his first game against the detroit red wings since being traded we didn't see him at all last year because of the, the pandemic year the divisions were funky only playing in division matchups um and that weird division format they had and i i don't really know what to expect out of anthony mantha in this game i i would imagine he kind of has a revenge tour thing going on because like you give him the extension you get you pay him a lot of money and then you trade him so he might come out here with something to prove, but I'm, you know, Scotty looking at his season so far, it's not bad. It's not bad by any stretch. I mean, the Washington Capitals are first in the division through five games and he's got two goals and one assist. So he's got half a point a game so far, uh, which is pretty on par for what he did with the Red Wings. So I, I'm, I'm really interested in seeing how Dylan Larkin and Anthony Mantha are going to uh, play against each other since they're so close. Yeah. The, the whole situation's interesting. I mean, obviously he was a, he was a, Big fan favorite while he was too, here too, man. Like everybody loved Anthony, the the Mant Farm, as uh, as as Red Locked On Red Wings listeners will remember the Anthony Mant Farm. Nolan made that ridiculous graphic of Anthony Mantha with all the legs and <laughs> ridiculous. Brontosaurus? Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, that was that was a fun one too. Yeah, so uh, I, like it'll be it'll be it, it's not in Detroit. Um, so so there won't be like a big you know homecoming like with the fans kind of a thing but he was obviously very close with the players and uh the interesting thing is there i mean with the overhaul that we have had over the last two i mean just in this off season yeah. we, we've we brought in so many new names that um there are a lot of people that that don't give a damn about anthony manta on this team and then like there's still plenty that do right i mean there's still the the Larkins and the Burts and and like De Kaiser has known everybody that's played here for the last decade and like you know what I mean like there's yeah. still plenty of people that 
that do. But there's also, you know, there, there, we, there's still plenty that don't, including, you know, some of the bigger dudes really don't give a damn. Mo Sider never played like in a, in a regular season setting with him. Um, you know, a, a Suter, uh, Letty, like there, there's, there's plenty of people that, that, that don't give a damn about him either. So it'll be interesting from, from his perspective. I I'm very curious to see if, uh, if, if maybe one of the biggest gripes with him was, was skate speed. And I'm wondering to see if he, he, he's a little, got a little pep in his step tonight. That'll be an interesting thing to look at. Well, and I'm wondering too, because Bertuzzi, Mantle, Larkin was the top line when he was here. Mm -hmm. And we all loved it. We expected that to be like the explosive number one line. Well, he gets shipped out. And now this number fourth, this fourth overall rookie comes in. He's lighting it up. It's kind of like coming in and seeing, you know, your ex with their new boy toy here in this game against the Detroit Ring. So maybe he'll be like, I I can do that too. But, you know, I'm looking at his time on the ice and he's only averaging 13, 14 or 15 minutes a night. It looks like he's playing second Ooh. line minutes. I haven't, admittedly, I haven't watched a lot of Capitals games that closely, so I don't actually know uh, what line right, he's playing. Situationally, on. sure. But based on what I'm looking at his time on the ice, it looks like he's playing middle six minutes, which is where they had it, uh, Jacob Verana when he was on the yeah. Capitals. I mean, because that's just such a stacked team up front that it makes sense that he'd be playing second line minutes. So I'm really curious if he's just going to come out here with something to prove or whether or not. I know Dylan Larkin uh, came out uh, in the Detroit's media availability today. And and this tweet's from Daniela Bruce. She was there. Said that uh, he's Friend of the show. strange, but he expects Anthony to be highly motivated. And when we've seen that out of him, we know he can be a dangerous player. So Dylan Larkin expects him to come out with that fire under his ass and be a dangerous player. And we we let's be honest, he is a dangerous player. Yeah, he he he's never the the ability to to uh, to to score was was never a, a big problem. Like he he had his cold stretches, he had his hot stretches, but but he the, the ability to put the puck in the net was was always there. It was just kind of everything else that that uh, people had a roller coaster of emotions with. I I think if uh, I I will be very interested to see what happens if he. Like, let's say Anthony, because we know that he has the ability to get a little hot-headed sometimes. Yeah, a couple of broken hands in the mix, you know. I, it'll be interesting. What if he were to just, like, deliver a, a, a big hit on Raymond, specifically in transition? Does, does, Mantha, does Mantha go from, from like, fan favorite, like, oh, you're, you know, you're my ex-girlfriend, I really not, never got over and I still love you, to, like, public enemy number one, oh, like, really sure. quickly? Um, immediately becomes public enemy number one. It's about, even if, if it's on, less likely, but if it's on Cider 2, same situation, Cider's Oh, yeah, boy, for so sure. I don't know if that would happen. Yeah, um, I don't think Cider would take that. I was actually thinking of a situation in my head, like, we saw Larkin fight Rorensky last season. Mm-hmm. I, I could totally see Larkin and Mantha dropping gloves, and I, I'd be all here for it, honestly. I'd love that. I would love it. I'd be all here for it. Here, here. I'd be all here yeah. for it, baby. Um, speaking of what else is hot in the with the Red Wings, their top line, absolutely stellar. So notable Red Wings Twitter face, Krashant Iyer, if I'm correctly pronouncing that. He tweeted out something the other day from Hockey Graphs about the effectiveness of the Detroit Red Wings top line, that Raymond Bertuzzi and uh, Larkin line, they're currently 
third in the league for expected goals for percentage at 72.82%, which means that it's kind of like Corsi. So if you're under 50%, when you're on the ice at 5v5, you're expected to give up more goals than you are going to score. If it's above 50%, you're expected to score more than you're expected to allow. Their percentage is at 72%, which is third best in the league behind the Bruins Bergeron line and the Tampa Bay Lightning's point line. That is really elite company to be in. And granted, small sample size, we have to keep that in mind. Still early in the season with any stats we like to cherry pick. Still early in the season, but it's exciting to see such production out of your captain, your one of your grittiest wingers, and of course, your Calder favorite Lucas Raymond rookie. Damn right. Yeah, no, it's it's uh it's fantastic to see. Sample size be damned. It's 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 very encouraging to see on a line with your captain and a rookie. Like that alone, it, it, a line that has those two players in it that's been productive, as productive as it's been, is wildly encouraging. And 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 Burt and Larkin, you know, like they've been around for a while, but they're not like old dudes either. Like people, you know what I mean? Like just because Larkin's been here for for six years or whatever, like he's still in his mid twenties. You know what I mean? Like that's there's there's it's so encouraging, and I think one of the most important things will be I, I don't expect them to be the the third most productive line in hockey the entire season, but if that line can continue to to, to be some dogs and and continue to to do what they've been doing, that is. A, a massive step forward for the future of this rebuild and, and this build up as we continue to get closer and closer to to, to competitiveness. That is, uh, you you start on the first line. That's yes. that's where that's, that's where you, you start. It's the first thing you need when when you're building up a team. So uh, having that and then and that solidified good top line and going from that and then taking care of the depth and stuff. As uh, as we continue to build up, is is the prototype for how to build a competitive NHL roster, and that's that's why it's and and again the the biggest reason it's so encouraging is because Lucas Raymond is on it. Yes. That's that's he, he's played six NHL games and he's on the third most productive line so far in his rookie season. That's that's phenomenal. Yeah, and and you know you look at this and I, the reason I keep bringing up sample size is because there are other teams on this list, other lines on this list that you you look at and you're like, okay, that's not going to stay that way. I mean, one you have lot, the Buffalo, Buffalo Sabers, who yeah. are still I believe they're still undefeated up until this point. Up as the time of recording, yes. Yeah, as of time of recording, they're still undefeated, which is something no one expected. I don't think it's going to last. I don't think anyone expects it to last. I they're uh, sixth on this list, seventh on this list rather. They're um, still trying to trade their best player. Yeah. Like what are we the, talking about? <laughs> the best players just trying to get surgery, and they won't even let that happen. Yeah, man, ridiculous. Uh, and then also on the list is the Seattle Krakens line, centered by Riley Shahan. Oh yeah, there it is, baby. So there it is. That's why I say keep sample size in mind because water is going to find its level. But I mean, you look, you you know, Bruins are going to be at the top here. You know, Tampa Bay Lightning are going to be consistently at the top. And you look at the players who are on this line for the Red Wings, and you think they could probably remain in that top if Lucas Raymond continues his rookie campaign the way he is. If Dylan Larkin continues to dish out assists after assists, if Tyler Bertuzzi continues to be that gritty player who gets the garbage goals, I mean, that this could be an elite top line in the league. And these statistics through these first four games, as that's what the sample size is pulled from, is the first four four games could be one of the elite top lines in the league. Yeah, and and like you said, the 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 most encouraging part of that is 
this is not some some random line that that looks like an outlier in that sense like this has our captain and our top prospect on it and our our you know bird is is one of the best players on this team too it's it's not it's not unfeasible it's not out of the question for them to maybe not third best line in hockey but it's not completely out of the question for for them to remain as one of the more productive lines in the sport yeah, completely agreed. Uh, I'm going to push back our defensive pairings and uh, Washington Capitals, like finishing out that preview to the third segment, because first I got to talk to you guys about betonline.ag. They are back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and the lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to their new updated website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, baseball playoffs, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. This is uh, Bertuzzi looking at Setaguchi across the ice, and your dead seems to be what uh, he is mouthing. All right, segment three of the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Again, Brian Fisher with you here, as well as Scotty Bentley. And uh, we're just we're just previewing some of this Washington Capitals Detroit Red Wings matchup that we're supposed to have today, and talking about some notable aspects. Um, but one thing we wanted to talk about, especially now that Gustav Lindstrom is confirmed out in uh, the Wednesday game, is we want to talk about our dream defensive pairings for this team. Because I think everybody looks at the, who's in this lineup and who's not in this lineup and wishes the lineups were a little bit different on the pairings. And uh, Scotty, I'm going to let you go first here. Who would you have as your dream top pairing for this team right now? Uh, I think the very somewhat in a perfect world and i understand you you have to to split up the talent a little bit so you don't just have one incredible defense pairing and then the other two kind of drop off a lot so like i get that but in a perfect world a cider and letty pairing would be phenomenal you'd have cider and you'd have the you know no slouch with the puck on his stick but also like very much a defensive defenseman like like a, a, a big body Paired with Letty, who kind of has this uh, like running quarterback from the back uh, uh, of the of the set ability, and uh, I think in a in a perfect world that pairing together would be would be poetic. It would be absolutely beautiful. Yeah, one hundred percent agree with you on that one. Um, pretty much for all the reasons you said, uh, Moritz Sider, who has you know he's putting up. I think he's leading the leading all rookies in assists right now. Mm-hmm. Um, with, paired with Nick Letty, who is a, vet, a, a veteran who has won a Stanley Cup at the Chicago Blackhawks uh, on a really good deal, but that doesn't ha- factor into his play. Those two ideally would be a solid pair that could eat up 25, 26 minutes a night. And I don't necessarily understand why they're not playing together. I think the only reason is just to split up the split up the consistency of the quality of defensemen amongst sure. the other pairs. But those two together could be a lethal defensive pair on a team that honestly needs lethal defense. They haven't really had that right now. And I, I, as much love as I have for Danny DeKaiser in his tenure as a Red Wing, he's just not a top pair defenseman anymore. And so him being paired with Cider 
last game against the Chicago Blackhawks didn't really make much sense. So Nick Letty, Moritzider, 100% agree with you, should should be this team's dream top pairing right now, as of right now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you said everything that needs to be said about DeKaiser. It's just, it's 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 not. It's nothing personal. Yeah, no, not at all. And we talked about it on the other the show the other day too. It's just not. It's just not there anymore. But, um, in a, like like a a Letty Cider defense pairing, like on a power play especially, would be lethal, dog. Yeah. Lethal. That would be it. That would be such a fantastic. Uh, I mean, on, on the on the kill too. I guess just any special teams defense pairing that would be that would be fantastic yeah that that's easily my my dream I, I would like to see them I understand again I, I understand wanting to to divvy up the talent and and stuff so you don't just have an, an OP first line and then nothing on the bottom four but it would be nice to see them at least get a little bit more time together yeah absolutely agreed uh what do you got next for your second pair so my second pairing I think I have to go with this uh, mm, it's harder now. I think I have to I think I have to go with Stahl and Heronic. Oh my I god. I think would, would be my second. We are in I, I think right now. Yeah, I I think that that would have to be the second if you have if you have the 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 youth and the the mobility and the ability to to play offense on on that first line if and you have the Cider and Letty. I think having two you know, Stahl being the veteran that that has been around for a while and and it's been solid solid enough this year. No no big complaints out of uh, assistant captain Mark Stahl. That's um, right. Put some respect on that name, on assistant right. captain Mark Stahl. Damn right. And uh, and then having the having Heronic, who's still who's still relatively young and 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 still growing as a player as well. I think that's a that's a, like what they're trying to accomplish with these pairings of like one one veteran, one kind of younger guy across the board. I think you still accomplish that. You have Heronic, who who like we talked about in the previous segment, would has gotten plenty of of ice time and has been this team's best defenseman during the the dark times of the rebuild. And and I I think still having him on that two line with your assistant captain is is not a bad pairing at all. Yeah, I'm, again, like I said, we are 100% in sync. I'm right there with you. Uh, Phil Peronic, I think, is needs to be the second-line defensive player, assuming that he his performance picks up, because we did mention at length now how he has been underperforming. But you know, when he's up to speed, he's a solid second-pairing defenseman. Mark Stahl impressed us all last season with how much he had left in the tank, earned himself a new contract. He looks still like a solid defenseman. I think you pair that, that solid defensive defenseman with Philip Ronick, who's got a little bit more of an offensive edge to him, they balance each other out really well. Mark, like, and to the, your credit, like you said, Mark Stahl being the older veteran, Ronick basically, I mean, at 23 years old, he's played several years now. He's a veteran too, but he's still got room to grow uh, before mm-hmm. he, hopefully, before he reaches his peak. We're hoping that he's still got a little bit more room. And I think pairing those two together, especially because one's lefty, one's righty, one's left-handed, one's right-handed, that those two just really mesh really well. And the handedness sometimes doesn't really apply too much in the chemistry, but it does help when you have one handedness for each point. For sure. It really doesn't, doesn't hurt. Does not doesn't hurt. hurt. Not whatsoever. Um, who, uh, who do you got for the third? You kick this one off. So I don't steal your answer. This one's actually the most interesting to me. Cause now we're, we, we have a, we have, we have one more pairing, but, uh, uh, way more than two people left on the board. Yeah. And, um, 
this was a tough one. I do before we end this segment, I want to give an honorable mention too because I, I almost put him in here. Um, I think my final pairing, and I, I know it, it two right handers with each other and two right defensemen with each other, but I think Troy Stetcher and Gustav Lindstrom should should be together. Troy Stetcher has proven time and time again he's a solid defenseman. Another player who surprised me, surprised all of us when he didn't get taken in the expansion draft. Um, he should be paired with Gustav Lindstrom despite them being the same handedness because Gustav Lindstrom's showing how much he's got, he's got left to grow and paired up with someone who is dependable like Troy Stetcher on the back end leaves that your final pairing looking pretty solid. The only tricky part again would be getting around the handedness because this team lacks left-handed defensemen, which side note is funny. Like five years ago, it was the other way around. You couldn't buy a right-hander. Yeah. Uh, now we have an influx of them, but with uh, I think Stahl and Estal Stetcher and uh, Gustav Lindstrom would be my dream pair. Obviously, Lindstrom hurt for tonight's game. Yeah, but- no, that's that was mine too. That was we we just we just had went six for six there. That was definitely mine too. I think that's a that's a nice youth movement to, to have in the back, but still solid. Uh, and if you and if the handedness is really a big deal to you. Then, then I, I guess you just throw Danny back there, and then just with with whoever, whatever the other two aren't playing that day, and you just call it a day. But in in a dream world, I, I think those six in that order would be would be fantastic. I know you, you have different matchups, you have different Blashill's the CEO of of line mixing and experimenting with different stuff. So I got I know that there's a lot of of other stuff that goes into it, but on a, on a base level, I think that those six in, in that order would be kind of my dream scenario. Yeah. So my honorable mention in this segment was, uh, Luke Wachowski. And the main reason that is, and he's currently with the Grand Rapids Griffins. And the main reason is that is because in the first few games of the season, we, we horribly missed an enforcer on this team. And Luke Wachowski is a dying breed in the NHL. We have Giovanni Smith, who is doing his, his damnedest to become that enforcer for this team. But Luke Lukowski is an established enforcer who can play defense. He's not fast. His defensive awareness isn't that great. But we need somebody out there who can defend the, the teammates. And he is the one guy on that team who would be able to do that. He would defend Lucas Raymond. He'd defend Moritz Sider, although I don't know if Moritz Sider needs defending. But, <laughs> I mean, he's that guy out there who's going to stand up for his teammates. And that's why I put him as an honorable mention. But, like I said, down in Grand Rapids right now. Yeah, no, I, I like that honorable mention. I didn't, I didn't think of that. That's a, I, I very much approve of, uh, of the shout out there. Yeah. Um, we do have, we can make this real brief. Uh, yeah. Washington Capitals preview. What do you think they're going to do against the Capitals? You know, this is, uh, this is one of the big tests so far this year. Obviously we had a big test on opening night as well, but, um, this is, this is a big test. This is a team that's rolling. Uh, that is also very uh, has, as we talked about, has a very good top line and uh, we have a very good top line. So it'll be a, a big this 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 game is is pretty important to me in my eyes of of determining how this team's going to look going forward against other teams with with really good top lines and uh, and, and and just all around. I mean, I don't want to make the cap sound like they're a top heavy team. They're, they have incredible depth. They're, that's a. That's a that's a very good team that's going to go deep into the postseason. But um, I, I I think this is a, this is a really important game. I'm I'm glad Burt will be out there. Just a, a really really and if you want to keep that mentality that we've been having of the you know 
take no crap, take no prisoners. Like we're going to, we're going to stand up for ourselves kind of a thing. This is a, a hell of a team to, to make that statement too. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. I mean, this is a Washington Capitals team that's 4-0-2. They don't have a regulation loss yet. Both of them come in overtime. One of them was to Washington Cap... Or they are the Washington Capitals. Check that. One of them was to the Stanley Cup champion, Tampa Bay Lightning, 2-1 to in overtime. The other one was a 4-3 loss to the Calgary Flames in overtime. The Calgary Flames who shut you out just a week prior. So it's going to yes. be, like you said, it's going to be a huge litmus test to see the how legit this team is. Obviously, they played the Lightning hard in the uh, home opener, but you know the the whole. There's always going to be a grain of uh, a grain of doubt when it comes to that because they're the whole Stanley Cup hangover stuff like that. So I think this is going to be the first real test for the Detroit Red Wings to see if they can hang with the Washington Capitals or even beat. I'd love if they handed them their first regulation loss. Be awesome. And so that's that's really where I stand on the situation. I'm pretty much in agreement with you. This is going to be the real first test. For the Red Wings, as they as they are as a talent. Well, uh, last question: who Who are you putting in net tonight? If you're if you're Blashill, who are you putting in net? Mm, that's a good question. Um, I you gotta always ride the hot goaltender, and Thomas Grice did not look good in the matchup against the Montreal Canadiens, and then Nedeljkovic came out and played pretty good, let up three goals. But, you know, made, I believe, 30 saves in that game. Mm-hmm. I think oh, gotta, yeah, over, I think, yeah. yeah. Because the Blackhawks end up catching up in shots in the third period. I mean, I think you got to ride uh, Nedeljkovic and his diving goal line save with the paddle. I think that's who you got. I, I agree, man. I, I throw Ned in there. You, you've had uh, – he, he didn't play the first game of the back-to-back. You've had a few days off. I, I'd throw Ned in there for sure. I agree. Yep, uh, I agree. You have any final thoughts, Scotty? No, I, I don't think so, man. Covered a lot. Jam-packed show, baby. Yeah, absolutely was. But before I let you guys go, I do have to thank you for making Locked On Red Wings your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Scott Collin leads on, leans on his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience every day to help you be the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available on all platforms. And uh, we're going to sign off here. Thank you for listening. We'll be back with you tomorrow to recap this one. Same time, same place. It's your team every day. Every day. Every day. You're locked on Red Wings. Your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.